to Go Han or Go Home, the podcast for Wigtow, women going their own way. Well? I'm Simon, New Zealand's second most famous ketamine addict, and alongside me is the most famous, Jordan Luck. Okay. Yeah, we accept that, don't we? Sure. I'm really... I think you should um, start, instead of having like the whatever music that you usually have as like, the buffer between the intro and the actual podcast, you should just put the Brooklyn Nine-Nine music this time. Yeah. Like a cold open, and then we have that, and then the joke mm. is that there's the car. I, I don't mind that. Mm. I really don't. Also because it's brass. Mm. And it sounds vaguely and like Fishy Adventure Jazz is uh, in the ballpark also of what we already have. Yeah, it does. It's the same league, certainly. Mm-hmm. It's maybe you know the Dodger Stadium. It's the space pants of the space pants. Space pants. Space pants. Yeah. Thinking about space pants, just you know, astronauts no. shooting the. Sh- it's the space pants. Space pants. Hey, baby, are you wearing space pants because your ass is out of this world. Cool, 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 cool. I say, no, they're baseball pants because this ass is out of your league. Can I say, and I can say this because I have enough woke cred, I'm very glad to be a man, a cis male, because I've never had to deal with that. Nobody's ever used a pickup line on me. No one's ever used a funny pickup line on me. I just get weird shit. One time I was, like, in a club, like, like, full-on music-playing just having a boogie, and this guy came up to me and he's like, hey, tell me a story, like, yelling over the music. And I was like, what? And he's like, tell me a story. And I Did was you like, tell him, like, the origin of Akhenaten or something? No, I was just like, what? It's, I was like, no, it's loud. What? Like, it's just, like, seemed like the most inappropriate possible approach. I was like, I don't have time for this. Like, like some stranger, like, sideswiped me, but with a request I couldn't quite hear over the, like, <laughs> and then it was like that. I was like, I'm, what, I'm fucking, I'm drunk out of my mind. I'm dancing with my friends. The DJ's just having a good time. Who the fuck are you? I don't have time for this. I don't want to tell you a story. It's not fucking bedtime. I'm not fucking Susie Cato. Just go my... Mind your own business somewhere else. I don't know. I think I just sort of like did a like an inoffensive like oh, eh, nah, eh, ah, cool, dancing, eh. and he just like looked real sulky. And he's like, "Ah, oh, you're no fun," and then like walked away. I was like, "What the fuck do you want me to do in that situation, mate?" Just uh... Sumerian creation myths. I was gonna say if, <laughs> if he came up to someone, just you know, like Macarena voguing up to someone. He and dances like a normal human being. In a leather jacket, and then just being like, hey baby, can I tell you about Chopin? <laughs> just screaming over the music. <laughs> I'm running the maths in my head as to how plausible that is. No, very. And it's not out of the question. <laughs> it's not out of this world, like space pants? No, it's not space pants. It's not space pants. Mm. You know, like dude in a club dancing. Yeah, I don't know what that looks like. That's because you're the awkward standby. Yeah, yeah, that's how we. That's how yeah, we roll. That's your favorite dance yeah, man. no, I just I don't usually look at other people dancing. It's weird. It feels weird to watch people. Only if you're not participating. <laughs> you can well, look not... at people if you join it, and then you're all part of a group. You're just having a good stare time. Stare at this. If you stand by the side and like stare people down, then it's very weird and creepy. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh, we love that. What do you do if you go? If you have to go somewhere, if you're like dragged to an event. Where there is dancing, do you just face the wall? I'm usually aware before I'm going to... Because I love I'm that gonna, mental image. I'm usually aware before I'm going to be dragged somewhere that I'm going to be dragged somewhere. 
mm-hmm. and I opt out. I find out beforehand what the evening is going to involve. You've definitely like been to a, an event where there was dancing, though, or you wouldn't have like the jokes to make. You're not sure of this, ball. are you? What? I seen you. I seen it. I didn't dance. I just talked to people at the table. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, the dance floor was like a separate thing. Yeah. Way off over somewhere. It was like three meters to your, to, to the side. I don't. I didn't really like. I didn't really like watch. How lame that is it sense? that that's the only time I can remember you being in a, in a situation where dancing? Yeah, was the thing out. is that I'd had the tickets, and then like I thought that it's because I was like, ah, oh, well, I may as well go because everybody's gonna go. But like the person who I thought I was gonna go with, that wasn't anymore. Mm. Um, before the tickets even came out, actually, that's a weird. Story. I'm not gonna tell that story. It's too personal mm. on the podcast. This is you behind the paywall content. From your jokes, you could give us optional what information you give out. It's just sad. It's just kind mm. of like sad and also very sentimental. Mm. And that's not my brand on this. On this, I am. Don't bring it up there. We're abrasive. We're racist to Italians. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has been noted. Yeah, this has been noted, and we stand Toriyama. We don't. We, do. we absolutely do not. I don't. <laughs> you can, but I, I won't. I won't appreciate it. Okay. You can do that I, on your own time. That's fine. I will just be a trailblazer out here blazing this trail. I'll be breaking this ground. I'm going to be hoeing these fields. I'm going to be standing at the precipice like a Byronic hero. We can only see the back of me with my whipped ginger hair. I don't have ginger hair. What did I say? Oh, yeah, because of the painting. Uh, and uh, what? You'll, you'll only be able to know me by the undiscovered countries that I have what reached painting? and colonized. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, the famed painting Ranger on a Cliff. <laughs> this one. Oh, that one. Who is that? I can't remember. His soul is as turbulent as the sea. Yeah, that's the that's the one that we feel. <laughs> What's the worst pickup line that you've had? I mean, I, I'm going to go with that because it was so jarring. It, like, threw me off for the rest of the night because I was thinking about, like, why this guy wanted me to tell him a story in the middle of fucking Fringe Bar. But I, it just got into my brain somehow. I mean, like, there are other ones, but they're just, like, gross and, like, not particularly interesting. Like, that was the most bizarre one, I It think. just becomes the setup for a dirty joke or something. Yeah, it's like, it's just like you took a, you, you, you ran the words of the English language around in a way which came out as, like, slightly gross and not very funny. They're like puns, basically. Yeah, it's just like a bad part. It's like, I can't even remember what they are specifically. Because All the ones like, that I knew yeah. are innocent. It's like, no. if I could rearrange the alphabet, I'd put you and I together and stuff like that. I would appreciate yeah. that. I only get, like, horrible people hitting on me. What do we think that Shut is? Up. Let's go into victim blaming mode. Yeah. It's <laughs> because of my incredible personality. I think maybe you should uh, not dress like someone who wants to tell a story. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what that means. <laughs> but in the meantime, my default response was like the urge to smash this cup into your head. I'm not even sure, like, if it is insulting. That's fair. It's not insulting, but the 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 face. It's mug, mug. It's mug. It's mug. Smug. It's mug. God, I'm such a genius. Yeah, right up there with <laughs> the with Shakespeare and Toriyama. <laughs> it's this is okay. So four score and seven years ago, we read Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. What were the chapters that we went through? 30, 31, 32. And 32. That is quite correct. You win a prize. The prize that you win is that we get to do a recap of it. Shall we? Sure, I hate you. (laughs) 
the first thing that happens in chapter 30 is that they wake up early for training. <coughs> and it's early. They are... <coughs> Asayaka, they get up. And uh, Goku, as we find out... What, are they, what time do they wake up? 4.30 or something? It's real morning, boot camp baby. kind of... Yeah, it's real boot camp kind of feelings, right? Real military kind of whatever it is. And we get a kind of a sense that they are almost like cadets a little bit later on as well. But, um, sort of. Oh, they get woken up by a clock on a string hanging from the ceiling yeah. above uh, the sleeping forms of Kuririn and Kamisinen, who are just, like, snugged up together on the, the like, a fold-out couch or something. They do know. have super futons, but... Yeah. Um, but they're, yeah, they're, they're in, like, the lounge or whatever. The alarm goes off. Yeah. Yeah. Goku sleeps with lunch. Cause when yeah, he does. Because when Yoshi comes up to get him, he's like, somebody got some. And uh, no, uh, because that would be illegal and wrong. Mm. Because it's wrong. Yeah. Because it's wrong. Because it's wrong. Because it's wrong. This is a great podcast. We're doing so well. A great podcast full of great people. Yeah. Um, she is she's very jealous. He's, very, he's, he's envious. He's like, oh, only Goku could not sleep alongside lunch. I don't know what it said in the Japanese version and the English translation. He's like, man, if she wasn't such a fucking crazy person, then I, maybe I would be up there. But uh, no, I'll leave that to Goku. He just says I'm envious. Yeah. Well, and he goes on here good because Goku has no interest in women. Mm. He's got no kill me is like your interests in the sense that you could be like I have an interest in tennis. <laughs> it's the same word that you would use, mm. and he's just like he has no interest in tennis women. Like- <laughs> <laughs> in tennis women, <laughs> Venus and Serena, not for him. <laughs> uh, women are from Venus and men from, uh, from the Wimb- Wimbledon final. Um, <laughs> I'm fumbling everything today, mm. much like tennis balls. Mm. Fumbling those. Whatever you do in your spare time is up to you. No. Uh, we can't be. This is a family friendly, Jerry Falwell radio oh, Christian. Oh, just talking about tennis. The Sunday morning. Sometimes when I was sick, I would wake up early at like 5 a.m. on a Sunday and would have nothing to do. And so I would just go into the lounge and turn on the television. It would always be like Joel Austin with this incredibly bright white smile being like, friends. I want you to know here today that Jesus loves you like this. And I'm just sitting there like, what is this? Like kind of met somehow feeling like, even though I might've been, you know, like 10 or 11 years old, that I was somehow experiencing a, the worst kind of trip that you can. <laughs> that was your first thought as a 10 year old. I was like, this like, is meant to induce. So this is what drugs is like. <laughs> this is meant to induce religious ecstasy, but it kind of feels like hell actually. <laughs> A spiritual bad trip. <laughs> hell is not other people. I'm sorry, Jean-Paul Sartre. Hell is Joel Austin smiling at you like a shark with filed teeth. That's a good description. I quite like that. I fortunately have never woken up early in my life and therefore never had to put up with that. Also, not having a TV probably helped. I think your parents did well with that. Mm, that I was the good they, decision. They saved me from Dragon Ball and they saved me from, from early morning Shark Man. Shark, shark, shark man Jesus. It's incredibly messed up. This Saturday morning you wake up and there are cartoons. It's like Sailor Moon or something like that. And then Sunday morning you wake up early and then it's just like Joel Austin. <laughs> or like Benny Hinn, like lightsabering people over or something. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, just force lighting in the hell out of people. I have to show you this YouTube video later. Okay. 
<laughs> Video link in the description. Yeah, okay. No, it's... <laughs> Someone is like some millionaire dispensing Southern folk wisdom to a whole lot of people, which usually involves give me your money. You know, mm. very strange how that works out. Yeah, oddly enough, it seems to be like a, a, a real like binding factor. Yeah, there are for- three things my grandpappy taught me. He said, love Jesus, love your wife, give Joel Austin money. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> Just like that. Hey, can you sneeze in your sleep? Can I personally sneeze in my sleep? No, I mean like it's as a general. Without waking up, I think it wakes you up. Without waking up, I don't think. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I don't usually. think you could sneeze in your sleep. But you could I be think so that those, tired those that you would wake up and then... suppressed. That 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 instinct, that urge is suppressed. You can't sneeze in your sleep. I'm pretty sure. I've never done it. I don't think I've even been woken up by a sneeze. I've woken up to sneeze. And mm. gone back to sleep, but I, I've not sneezed in my sleep. And I, the reason I ask is because, like, either yeah, because she's, she's either blonde. Goku went to sleep next to uh, Death Lunch, Death or she woke up, sneezed, went back to sleep as as Death Lunch. There's a I, I there's a there's a there's an interesting situation here because when Kamisen goes upstairs to to wake Goku up. He's like, oh shit, it's uh, lunch in her violent form. Uh, he might not have known that while she was doing her evening mirror, that she, before she went to sleep, that she changed to blonde and then still like got into the bed and didn't realize that Goku was there in the dark or something, you know? Mm. Something like that. Yeah. Or uh, potentially she did sneeze and then, you know, if you're tired enough, you will kind of wake up in the night but then fall back asleep and you're kind of half asleep in the time where you're awake but you don't remember any of it. Can you Google it? I've had. I want to know if you can sneeze in your sleep. I actually want this information now. In the shock. Indirectly, yes. Indirectly. In the early stage of, of sleep, you're not sleeping deeply. Okay, so if you're still kind of. Despite awake. all our advances in technology, researchers are stumped when it comes to answering the question whether it's possible to sneeze while you're sleeping. When press will admit they've never observed it, even after studying hundreds of study participants, and just because they haven't seen it with their own eyes, doesn't mean it didn't happen. For a mind-bending discussion of whether something exists, even if it has never been observed, check out this explanation of Schrodinger's cat. That's not what that means! (laughs) That's not what that is! I don't even take Uh, physics and I know that that's not what that is. Schrodinger's metaphor. Quantum uncertainty! (laughs) What?! You know what's you know what's like quantum uncertainty or like you know mm-hmm. Bohr's model like Heisenberg's principle really is just that whether you can sneeze while you sleep. It's you know, just like that. It's not like the quantum world is fundamentally a different universe that operates by different physical properties and different forces. The quantum it, universe is powered by sneezes. The quantum They're universe exactly is the all same. sneezing. It's all sneezes. There's just... only one sneeze in the world and it's passed from person to person. Only one person can have the sneeze at a time. Here's my thing. Subatomic particles are all just kinds of sneezes. Mm-hmm. And antimatter is inverse sneezing. We go... <laughs> comes up into your nose. Positronic brain is just a whole lot of robots with like vacuums inside this circuit. So the antimatter is a cough. You know, and uh, Isaac Asimov's and positronic brains are just like circuits with tiny little vacuum cleaners going <laughs> up through their noses. That's how iRobot works. So antimatter is powered by cocaine users. Oh, well, <laughs> Asimov and his business ideas. Yeah, Asimov is just railing lines 24-7. Question. Why do we sneeze? Shall I read this section? No, I, I think we're section. done with the sneeze lore. I just needed to know that. The current consensus is a resounding no. The theory is that we may do it while we're in bed. <coughs> Our bodies briefly wake up for this biological response to happen. As far as we know, it's not possible to do it while being unconscious. Mm-hmm. 
and the brain can suppress a sneeze. Very Freudian. How? This happens, uh, our brain shutting down happens in preparation for REM sleep, the stage of our sleep cycle where dreaming occurs, it's characterized by, yeah, I know what rapid eye movement is. The brain shutdown is a crucial survival mechanism because it prevents us from acting out our dreams during REM. Your, br- your brain doesn't shut down. What do they mean? Do they mean like a lot of functions kind of like fall to sleep? Mm. It's also a survival mechanism. Making our bodies less responsive to outside stimuli, we can be assured that we will be able brain to reach shut down. stages of sleep. Yeah, it said that. Yeah, that's not right. That's, that's not correct. Th- yeah, there's a process which means you can't really like move, which is what sometimes re- results in sleep paralysis. Like or your brain like doesn't shut down; it just like stops your feeling body like you're from falling and then around. waking up suddenly. That's a slightly different thing. It's yeah. not the same process. That one's, I think, apparently, if your um, functions like your heartbeat and stuff drop too rapidly, then your brain's like, oh shit, are we dying? And it just like gives you a little adrenaline rush to like yeah. make sure you're still alive. But there's, yeah. um, I think, a there's a chemical that is released which stops you from moving around when you're asleep. Yeah, chemical X. <sighs> yeah, the Powerpuff Girls are paralyzed. <laughs> Full body paralysis. Paralysis uh, Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, the the superhero aspect is just like the stories they tell each other to get away from their bleak. Yeah, um, while they're drawing like crayons in their facility. What the fuck? (laughs) While they're in wheelchairs. How are they drawing with crayons if they're paralyzed? They're not fully paralyzed. They're just full body paralysis. Full body paralysis. Yes. How are they connected? Like with the inception machine? Are they in beds? Is this like the the butterfly and the diving bell or whatever it's called? I don't know what that is. You know the guy who like uh wrote a novel by blinking with one eye what okay that's impressive yeah i'm just impressed that what a cool dude yeah no this is a terrible joke this is like those dumb edgy theories that people have about like fucking like edit and edit it's like they're all ghosts they're all ghosts and all the children are dead or like angelica dreamed up the rugrats because they were all aborted it's like dumb shit like these people like chemical x is like paralytic paralytic and the Powerpuff Girls are like forever disabled. Like this, this yeah. The problem is that Dupont. Bullshit. I don't want this in my podcast. Dupont released Chemical X. Okay, first of all, you Teflon can't sneeze into like in your every sleep. single. Second of all, Kami Sinan has to wake up Goku without waking lunch up because she's going to get violent. Which he uh, attempts to do with a broomstick by poking Goku in the face. But yeah. He wakes up and goes, morning, teacher! Um, immediately waking lunch up as well. She wakes up and he's like, ah... I did want to say, like, Goku, when he's kind of sleeping and stuff and he's waking up, he's pretty cute. Yeah. He's not gremlin-y. I was kind of looking at him. He's like just a little kid. Like like, Yeah, when he first walks in, they're all just sort of, like, cuddled up and he's just, like, having a a rust nose lamb. And, yeah. And then Lunch wakes up and his his heart just drops because he realizes that he's sitting next to um, evil lunch, death lunch. Um, And she whips a gun out of nowhere. Can she manifest them? Did, did, did you know where she stores them? No, but I, I, I did. Does does regular lunch sleep with a gun? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's obviously just nearby, always. How nearby? I don't know. It feels How like it's one of those things. How nearby are we talking? This is a gag thing, so it's like Hammer Space works in number one half, right? It's a classic. I don't manga know what thing. that is. I haven't seen it. There's always just a panel where I can. Nama will say, or some character will say something that's, you know, obviously worthy of being hit for, and then Akane will pull out, like, a massive hammer and say, where did she get that from? And then, so fans invented this tongue-in-cheek idea of hammer space, that there's, like, this pocket in okay. the universe where the hammer is always near her side. Okay, well, that's fun. I like to to, to think about this critically, and I, I want to know what the situation is. Are a regular lunch versus death lunch, and who sleeps with a gun, and who can manifest guns? I'm or still under like, the theory that her pussy is a purse of holding. 
An armory. <laughs> you got an arsenal right up there. An arsenal. Damn it. That was the fucking word I was looking for. Yes. Oh, we uh, did it. Yes. God damn, we did a joke. Uh, it was a stumbled execution, but it wasn't the worst one yet. Amazing. Ever. Magic pussy. Uh, anyway. So... That's bad again. <laughs> just terrible. Um, but, so, yeah. I was yeah, she say, shoots up Goku. Well, she's hiding <laughs> in the in the, the, the dresses and yeah. haberdashery. Well, yeah. She, she starts just opening fire. And Goku's like, Nyeh! you think you could do this to me? And then just kicks her in the face. And yeah. Go back to sleep. He's you need a nap. Suddenly not cute anymore uh-huh. when yeah. he just has no qualms about beating her up yeah well I mean she's her. bigger than him it's that's fair she has a gun yeah he knocks her back out and then we look over and see Goku is the original strong nephew yeah Uncle Turtle Perp is just sitting in a in a drawer the bottom drawer hanging out hiding in there Goku makes a little comment in a panel I can't remember what it was and then he turns around and he's like we're gonna do training right Roshi or Kamesenin or whatever and he's over Lunch's body and you're like Oh. Yeah. Mm. Oh. There's like a few instances in these chapters. This is a... a, a uh, he goes, oh, this is yes, a- training, of course. Is that what he sounds like? Uh, not in the Japanese. Mm. He's like, oh, I see one there. No, actually, I don't remember what he sounds like. Um, I'm just making up. I can't tell you. Soya, we the like closest him. that I would get would be like Yanami Georgie when he does his narration. But anyway, they start off yeah, their training with a, a light jog. And Kadidin yeah. is quite smug because of course he is. And he's like, is this all the training is going to be? And then they, they reach Cowman. Yeah. They don't reach Don't Have Cowman. I have questions about that. But I mean, like, this, these three chapters are mostly just like training montage. So it's yeah. over three chapters, we go through like several months of training. Yeah. Not an awful lot happens. Mm-hmm. There are. Uh, there's like points where it's like surprisingly wholesome and then there's just like mm. enough grossness to remind you that um that Roshi is uh, just that a, this is the Shakespeare of just Japan. the worst dude just yeah the Shakespeare of Japan of Shakespeare sucked I do like that the cow talks normally like don't have a cow man speaks just politely because oftentimes when you see in manga if somebody is an animal in some sense or like you know it's a cat girl or something she'll always end her sentences with like desnyan or something and so it's always like ah they're making the animal noise like do you remember Gekkan Shoujin Ozaki Kim where he's like come brush my tail with me pon like that like (laughs) and he's got the tanuki suit on (laughs) yeah I forgot about that (laughs) loves Croquet. <laughs> oh, what a show. It's like a catchphrase. What it's such a beautiful show, it isn't really it? It really is. Uh, it's a shame there's not more of it. Immortal lines. Uh, I love fireworks too. I think he's just stand up polite. And I appreciate like the lack of that kind of verbal, the verbal text that Japanese people kind of often, you can put in Japanese mm. and something. You can make it part of your character. You could be a person in real life that does this. Like there are some people, they are very rare but they're insufferable who like talk about themselves in third person using an honorific like Akane-chan wa and stuff like that and you're like please die <laughs> right now mouth open on the gutter let's get this going we're going to send your parents back an American History X scene um anyway so I feel like <laughs> I love it when you make threads it's very fun <laughs> they're always cartoonish mm. and silly mm-hmm. and very madcap and I've never hurt anybody in the last month. Hmm. You've never seen anyone's parents back in time. So. I've never been in a fight. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't, it doesn't it? Because a lot of people would think that I would have been. I would have annoyed somebody enough that they would have fought me or just beat me. No. 
No surprise. Really? Why is that? I don't know. You don't have like fight energy. This is my fight. Uh, <laughs> okay. I don't think you'd be worth beating up. Yeah. Is that the feeling that people get with it? Be like, this is very irritating to me, but you know, who cares? Because I never got close to anybody mm. to getting into a fight with anyone at school. Oh, well, I feel you're not very confrontational though. Like you're annoying sometimes, but you wouldn't like push someone who's being aggressive to you. Yeah, I, I think would just, usually talk people down as well. Yeah, or I think you'd just ignore them if they yeah. were being like at like actually too much. And I don't think you'd you'd get yourself into that situation, and you wouldn't instigate a fight. So I'm not that surprised. Yeah, no. So I have the the beautiful green face of someone who's never been hit. Mm. Um, and the same energy as well. Someone who needs to be taught a lesson, you know? Mm. Please teach me a lesson. Not you. Just whoever's listening out there. Swipe right on the fight. That's how we roll. <laughs> so he says, he's very, he's very, you know, Gokuro-sama. You know, like, thank you for your hard work. You know, what you're going to do. They start off and they do, like, what makes me think that it's, like, military boot camp, but actually kind of like a cadet one, because they go skipping along on the road. They start off with the skipping while holding the milk. I mean, I'm I did... sorry, did you skip past the cowman? I've told them about don't have a cowman. I have so many fucking questions about the cowman. Let's get into it. He's, they start a milk run by yep. picking up the milk from the milk store, which is run by a cowman. <laughs> Where does the milk come from? Presumably the other cows who are the workers who produce it. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is my thing. This is... The cow has a milk business. And what I, I think is I actually appreciate that there's, there's some good decolonization that's happened in this manga. Obviously, humans originally used to run the dairy farms, but cows have taken over their own Obviously. production. Right? Mm-hmm. The cows have taken back what used to get taken from them as a sort of resource. So I, I quite appreciate that there's a lot of decolonization which has occurred over dairy farm farming and dairying in this manga. But what I don't like is it's kind of implied that he's not necessarily doing it, but he seems to maybe be the owner. So in a way, it could be a kind of set of, of patriarchal exploitation where only the women are the people who are in this business who are, you know, producing it. Or maybe he's a business owner and it's not cooperative or anything and they are kind of, you know, wage slaves who kind of have to give their own actual body up for doing this. And probably a sanitized or platonic version which becomes allegorical for prostitution but among cows. And I think there's a PhD in this. Yeah, okay, there we go. That's exactly what I wanted out of (laughs) of raising questions about the cowman. Did you have any more questions? No, I think we could move on. Okay, good. Because I feel like this could go on for a while. Yeah, they skip along. Yeah. They, (laughs) Twilight episode what? (laughs) (laughs) Behind the Patreon. Behind the Patreon. Behind, behind every good Patreon is a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Uh, She's standing there. She has a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Behind every good man is a woman assassin. (laughs) Behind every good man is a woman with a garage. <laughs> a normal woman for a normal assassination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, if I were clever, I would have said a normal garage for a normal woman. I don't think that's, like, particularly clever. At any rate, that, well, it's if I were better at making, a, of making the joke add up. I like that when there's a panel of them running and they're just going, hoi, 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 hoi. <laughs> and Jeffy says, skip. 
That's when they're skipping. There's a lot of running, skipping, zigzagging, swimming, jumping. Every sound that Dorothy does to get them going with the cadet boot boot camp stuff is just like the skip, skip, is so inherently funny. It's a lot of fun when you met a Well, they run like Egyptians or whatever. Um, at the top of the mountain, I mean, the top of the mountain, when they get to the top of the first one to the house, and he's sitting there like pipe Gandalf being like... <laughs> You He's know, vaping. The Kamisen never arrives. Like, precisely. let's be honest. If this is a modern, <laughs> a modern manga, he he would be like vaping, and it'd be like a like a spliff vape. He's got like some salt neck or mm. something. There's some there's some weird shit. I there. would say no because this weed. is this is the most that he appears. Oh, there's definitely weed in his pipe, right? Mm-hmm. But this is the most that he appears like a, a mountain turtle hermit. You know. So, yeah, he gets, like, most of the way there in this one, but he's still got his sunglasses, he's still got his, like, Hawaiian rave shirt on. No, 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 Oh, no, he not. changed it, didn't he? He changed it yeah. to his, like, toggle um, Chinese shirt. Yeah, okay, without the Without the turtle shell. Yeah, I feel like it, no matter what time this would be, and they'd still be doing the same thing. Anyway, I'm moving on. He, um... Mm. They do the jigga-zagga, which is like zigging-zagging, mm-hmm. and he says that as they're running through. Yeah. So they go on a milk run. They just deliver they some do milk. It. Like, I don't know what to say they, about that okay. much of this what chapter. I would say is a that whole chapter of just a milk run. There's some fun... It's called milk run as well. Yeah. It's funny it that... It is what it says on the box. Goku comes to the top of the mountain... Well, they all come to the top of the mountain, and they meet the monk, and then he goes, oh, you're training people again, you mm-hmm. know, sort of thing. And he says, like, Gokudo somehow. And, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And Goku says, us, which is like, what up? <laughs> hey, mommy. <laughs> you know, sort of thing. Uh, oh, no, actually, your is more like that. But us is like, hey, ya, uh, kind of thing. And then Roshi smacks him and he's like, no, say it properly. Mm. Ohayouazaimasu. Goku mm. does not know how to speak proper language. No, he doesn't. As we know, but it's quite funny him coming up to a monk and just saying that. Um, and I realized that us is probably just a shortening of Ohayouazaimasu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hadn't really thought of that before. Mm. But that kind of makes perfect sense. Because sometimes when people say, like, if you're at work and somebody goes, like, Arigato gozaimasu, they'll be like, or like, like, for short, rather than saying it fully, because it's just so slurred. And this, I feel like, is probably the same thing. But we do get something out of this. We get the hook that's going to be dragging us along. And I feel like there wasn't... You didn't get the dragon prediction for this. No, I didn't. No. Um, I should have I figured that there'd be some kind of... Like, this whole story so far has just been like who's the strongest so it's a tournament of strength and so it's the strongest under the heavens martial arts yeah we literally get to this point and he's run out of a way to to show (laughs) like any kind of conflict and it's like well how about a literal tournament the Um, tenkaichi budokai mm. and what's cool about this literary corner Let's break this down. <laughs> Ten, heaven, ka, below, ichi, uh, one, or first, uh, budo, martial arts, kai, meeting, or um, group together. So, uh, number one, under the heavens, uh, martial arts meeting, or martial arts competition. That's mm. it. That's all we needed to know. It's like undokai, like a sports meet, but budokai, martial arts meet. Cool. There, done. That's it. That's we a Japanese it. lesson for the day. We've gone Han. We're gonna go home. No, we can't. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, what I was gonna say was, yeah, we get we get a bit of a hook, and what's kind of interesting is that there's not really a conflict, there's not really a big bad or anything like that. There's no this, uh, you know, this crazy thing. But we have something to look forward to, and we kind of think, oh, this is actually, this is a big deal. Kudinin tells us, mm-hmm. you know, all the strongest people from all over the world, all of the 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 Mister Satan's of the world, they'll come and they'll 
you know? And they fight, and these are just children. How can they possibly do it? How are they being trained for this? And so there's a, there's a little bit of, ooh, there's something going on. We've got a goal to work towards. So as far as story goes, Toriyama really had to do this. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that he said that Dragon Ball was not popular when it first came out. It regularly was kind of towards the bottom of the votes. But once he did the tournament, it started becoming popular. And so what he does... He sticks with that format forever and ever? No. No. But for a while, kind of, he has like similar kinds of stuff. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I have to look for. With other stuff in between. It's more interesting than that, but it doesn't really get interesting until maybe like the first third, I would say. The first third? Are we not on the first third now? Not, like, toward, like, the third mark. Oh, like, toward, at the end of the first third. Yeah, that sort of region, I would say. There's 500 chapters of this. We're already through 30-something. Maybe 100 chapters in? No, maybe 100 chapters in. I don't know. I know what arc I'm thinking of, which wherein I think it gets... It goes from just being, like... a strong okay, selling but. point of, like, it kind of sucks, but if you get 100 chapters in, then you start to have a good time. There are all sorts of things that kind of to hold on to i think like lunch being a character and like there are bits that come along that are like that mm. and there is some stuff like in the lunch. tournament that kind of becomes a you know good feeling i suppose uh anyway lunch sorry. is a relatable character for me because i also feel incredibly violent whenever i'm blonde which is always mm-hmm. they get chased by a dino that's, that's the only other note i had did you have any notes for that chapter um let's consult yeah, I got that it was, like, surprisingly selfless at some points. Like, they're doing a lot of... And as part of the training, so that, you know, they're doing the, yeah. the, uh, the, the old milk run. So they get to meet a whole bunch of villagers and stuff. And then they start doing a bunch of other bits and pieces to help people out. So they're doing... They plow the fields. Um, and this is kind of into the next chapter, because the first chapter is literally just the milk run. Yeah, it's and just they the hear milk about run. this tournament. So, like... Ye- on to the next one. Like Chapter they, 31. Yeah, they, they take the milk for the rest of the way and it's like quicksand and there's a river and there's a dinosaur and they walk yeah. over a log and all this like, you know, it's just like pages and pages of them doing like various trials with nothing particularly interesting. Like a lot of dialogue about like what the tournament is mm. or like about how the way of the turtle works, um, which is basically just work hard, play hard. Like it's... It, no, it's work hard, rest hard. Yeah, but it's, it's, um, like he, they, Kamehameha gives them like a breakdown of, um, of like what everything means. It's like, you can't, uh, yeah, you you don't study martial arts to get girls or to win fights. You study martial arts to molest people in his case. Yeah. (laughs) To be the best that you can be and to live life with the most energy that you can, la 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 la. Um, and then he asks Goku if he understood it, and Goku's like, nah, no. Goku's the only person who was immune to Dr. Jordan Peterson. Yeah. He He gets the whole spiel about, like, clean your room, (laughs) sonny boy, and, uh... Yeah. Uh, And, and the, he, when he's asked if he understands, like, the meaning of the turtle martial arts, he says, not a word, which is not very (laughs) Goku, uh, in my opinion. I think that might be a translation issue. It's it's not what he says, I don't think. Um, yeah, it's, that's what he says in the English version, but, and then... Kamehameha just says, oh, well, it's basically just train hard and enjoy life. You got it? And he's like, yeah, that, well, that's easy. That's what I've been doing um, all my whole life. Yeah. No responsibilities. All gremlin, That's, 100%. like, literally his whole lifestyle. Yeah. Like, he's got nothing to learn from this man. And so, therefore, and, he'll always be the strongest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's exactly it. And then we find out that he really doesn't have an awful lot to learn from this guy because they spend the whole time just doing chores for the villagers. So, we get to the end of the first day and they've done, like, plowing some fields, um... Mm. Which I had a fun line of uh, Kamehameha saying, 
no, you can't use the hose, which someone should have told him. Um, uh, uh, so yeah, I'm not surprised that Kuririn doesn't know how to handle a hose. Mm. Well, he does, and then but he's not allowed to. They learn the way that's the, the way of them. That's all that happens. Um, they have to dig up fields with their hands. Yeah, they can um, plow with their hands. Yep. Um, they get sent to do some construction work. They do. They become tradies. So, yep, they Cute become little men at work YMCA. Kinda. Very sweet. Um, but there's and all of this, uh, they're not actually profiting from it anyhow. And I yep. sort of thought that because um, child labor. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's child labor, but it's all as favors for these villagers who apparently have been there since uh, Roshi was last training, like, Goku's grandfather. Hmm. Um, so he's, like, returned, and there's some kind of, like, vestige of, like, how he used to be in terms of, like, being an honorable dude, because I thought that hmm. he would be the sort of person who would be somehow, like, taking money for their work behind their backs or something, or, like, benefiting from it, but he's just genuinely getting them to help out villagers as training. So they're just doing all this, like, manual labor for people and getting strong. Um, so they get to the end of the first day. Um, after doing... There is, like, a scene as well where they do, like, a dramatic rating of pornos as their study. Uh, it's perfect. Yeah. It's, uh, Perfection. yeah, it's a fun joke. So they gotta, you know, they have to train both the body and the mind. And by studying the ancient literature of, uh, saucy novels. They're reading, listen, they're studying Playboy for the articles. You know, that's what's happening. Mm. Yeah. They're yeah. reading the good journalism, the good gumshoe reporting that used to be done by Playboy back in the days. Yeah. You know. Some things that you just wouldn't get in the mainstream media. What did it say in Japanese? I'm curious. I cannot remember, and I didn't make a note on it. I made notes on really dumb stuff in Japanese. Okay. <laughs> Is this helpful to you? Could this be helpful to you? Could this be the thing that we should do a podcast about? Mm, well, if you have anything interesting about this, the material that I just covered, then feel free. Because do you I want me to run away the... and check? <laughs> uh, sure. Don't, Bob, please, moaned Margaret. Mama's coming home soon, but Bob only ran his hand down. <laughs> Yeah, was that not in... The translation, the, the word that it's used is goyin, which is like forcibly mm. in Japanese. Wait, this... It's much worse. That's not great. Yeah, this is uh, a study of the finest literature. It's not just literature. It's like, it's a particular kind of erotica, which certainly appeals to kamisenin. Put it that way. Okay. The one in Japanese, All which right. I don't really want to go into this. Okay. Mm. No literary corner for that no one? No literary corner for that one. Okay. We are not doing that. <laughs> All right. So, because I wanted to say the only thing that I would add is like the narration box is back. She's back. Chapter 31. Guess who's back? Back again. Slim back. narration box. <laughs> Yeah, tell your friends. No, you. if you're reading Dragon Ball, you don't have any friends. Chapter 31 is like, what I found really funny is that it's like, uh, obviously the literary kind of like thing, but I imagine that Yanami Georgie is saying all of this and he's like, or something. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's just funny to hear this complete contrast. I've talked about this before ah. between it'll have like written in this old kind of ancient seal script font and it be kind of a cross between like headline and literary Japanese and newspaper kind of um, but also very old fairy tale kind of telling and then it'll just have like super or something like that mm -hmm. milk run anyway the only thing that I would say extra about this in this chapter is the rock test yeah that's we're up to that I mean the uh, in terms of mid chapter stuff there's some sick hammocks appreciate a good hammock you would of course I would I have a hammock you could say I'm it's a big uh, hammock fan Hamaru. I uh, oh, I was thinking kit. today about when I was at Kiwi Burn because I camped with the Hangout, which was just like a big 
like giant wooden structure full of like 18 or so I think it was actually 20 something hammocks just hanging around a center pole um but there was a point where I was hanging out in the kitchen and there was like a DJ guy called Vinny who was like hanging out as well and we we're just talking about like what sort of music we could put on so I was like do you have any deep house and he's like no, I don't think so someone was like do you have any shallow house and then there was this voice from outside on the other side of the wall like, do you have any crowded house <laughs> <laughs> It was a complete stranger who had happened to walk by at that moment. I didn't recognise the voice, so we like looked un- like underneath the the wall of the tent, and there was just no one there anymore. It's like this mystery voice. So that was a fun time. Anyway, like a good hammock. So yeah. Besides the point, they get to a real adjacent, a- but um, I found out on the radio. Found out that uh, found out on the radio. Found out on the radio that uh, Rick Astley's in uh, Auckland. And he's playing with AHA, so they don't really fit together at all except by way of memes. So honestly, I don't know. It, 2020 apparently is the year in which we've all committed wholeheartedly to the fact that the world is run by memes. Because their music just doesn't, like, didn't, isn't really the exact same sort of... You wouldn't expect them to play a show together, right? Are they playing... This really the 80s. Are they playing a festival or are they just playing a show? They're playing a show at Villa Maria Estate. Because everyone just plays wineries now so that the plebs can't actually hear music. Yeah. Winery gigs usually... So- oh, no, they're, kind of, they're really hit and miss. Sometimes they're real fun because it's just a bunch of people like getting ruckus in a field and like the wineries, like, you know, just wander, wander around. There's like grapes and shit. It's kind of cool. Other times mm-hmm. it is the worst because it's people dressed up like they're going to like the Trenton races and they're wearing like six inch heels and it starts raining and they didn't realize they didn't like factor in that there's like just gonna be mud everywhere and they only yeah. bought like tall shoes and it's just a bunch of like like tottering wasted 19 year olds like crying on the side of the road because like the mud is now drying and their shoes stuck in it and the sun's coming down they're getting a little bit burnt and they're just toasted on wine yeah uh so that's like you know the other Flip side of that coin. Maybe the other thing of that. Yeah. that every coin has its If you're going to side. a winery gig, wear flat shoes. Yeah. Just wear flat shoes. Bring a jacket. Yeah. You don't have to look like you're going to a club. No one gives a fuck. It's basically a picnic. Yep. Just go for the music. Stop trying to dress up. Go for the music. The yeah. easily abductable uh, children. The Rick Astley. And all in that order. I don't know who's bringing the children to a winery, but sure. My point is... That we're Madeline McCann truthers. Yes, that is what my point was. <laughs> yeah, so Rick, you Rick Astley and I You never let me do a rant. You always inter- you interrupt me. <laughs> I, you, you, get to, you just want to monopolize the rant economy for yourself. <laughs> That's capitalism, you baby. You get to do all the good comedy because I get like cut off halfway through before I can build any momentum. I have so much to say. Build your I'm momentum. I'm so angry about things all the time. Go especially. queen. Now I feel pressured. Uh, this is a bad environment. I can't work under these conditions. Fellas, if there's something that I want you to know, it's never pressure a woman. So what I was going to say about Rick Astley. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling blonde and violent. Mm. What I was going to say about a hired Rick Astley, other than it's weird that they're playing together, is definitely the meme universe. Um, and that's just the worst of all universes. Who gives a fuck about memes, uh, Exactly. And the... Is there also everybody who play everybody who goes to watch that is going to be old because they're all going to be able to like they're all going to be the kind of people who visit like a Villa Maria Estate. Villa Maria Estate. Uh, actually, my people pronounce it Via Maria. Jesus. Forty-something-year-old marketing agents who show up like with strappy dresses where they have to hold their stomach in the whole time. 
no bad images I want to salt you in the images. face like a demon <laughs> mm. <laughs> so we're going to salt the ground here just to real give it a, a Shinto mm. purification Is so with a tan the fact that, he- that was fashionable three years ago <laughs> like glasses that are like a little bit too chunky but like they're for seeing stuff that's like close they're reading glasses and they just wear them to be fashionable even though the concert's far away and they're gonna like break an arm off them halfway through you, you can know. tell when people she are... She left the kids at home. I got a sitter for the weekend so that we could fly up. But, you know, oh. Robert just, like, isn't really feeling it. So he's just going to head back to the B&B early. We managed to find this place, you know, online. It was a little bit expensive. But, you know, treat yourself to the weekend out. Mm. We're going to have such a good Self-care. time. It's a shame it's looking, like, a little bit overcast. Because I really wanted to wear this, like, backless dress. I thought it would be great. But anyway, mm. darling, I haven't tried this Riesling yet. So I'm just gonna go spend fifteen dollars on a half it? glass of wine. Is that how you pronounce it? I thought it was Riesling. I'm dumb. You don't know shit about wine. I don't know anything about wine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm actually at capacity, giving my children to the nanny, kicking tenants out of my fifth property right now, and yeah. evicting them. I can't deal with this. Mm. It's just self care, you know. Like it's, we're all about that these days, and like we've just started doing it at work. They've been recommending we take our lunch breaks off to go to Lush. Um, and we're going to do, like, a corporate function there, so we get to, like, smell all the soaps, and we can, like, make our own soap. You know But what? anyway, I had to skip it so I could come up here. They don't have that many flights from Topo, <laughs> and we wanted to go visit the lake house first. Yes, Topo. <laughs> Best, like, yeah. bad attempt at pronunciation. Know, it's, such a, it's such a, such a shame that, that Karen couldn't come as well. <laughs> but you know how it is. She just got stuck at home. She's got that, that deadline coming up, and she just has <laughs> to work. And, you know, like, she barely gets to spend, and to spend enough time with the kids as it is. They only have a nanny for 20 hours. Yeah. Can you imagine how hard that is? Mm. <laughs> you know the ones what I don't get talking is, about. Okay, everyone talks about depression, but what I don't understand is the thing that really helped me was doing a four-day work week and taking three days off, <laughs> you know, having a three-day weekend. I think mm. more people should do that. We have such a problem with depression in this country. Mm. It would really help. I think they just should do that, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's just part of self-care, you know? It's like, you need your bath bombs, you need your wine, mm. you need your three-day weekends. If you're Baby, sick. I always am about that. You take your time, you listen mm. to Queen Bee in the bath, you get your workout, and I'm so glad that the local <laughs> fitness places, like, open <laughs> on public holidays, because, like, if they didn't have to work, then I don't know what I'd do. I'd never be able to get my workout in. Never. Never. I... <laughs> It's not like I can just go for a run or something. I always go out there and there's these people who are, like, wearing, like, off-brand activewear, like, not actual Lululemon, and I just don't know how to feel about that. Like, I really, like, sometimes they look at me and it looks like they kind of want to talk to me, and they're just, like, so sweaty, but they don't even have, like, a sweat towel. They're just, like, out there running around, and, like, you know, it's just kind of creepy, and I don't want to socialize with that kind of person, so I'm just glad that I get to go, like, on my day off, on everyone's day off, to the place that's still open. I'm not bitter about this. This is not a thing that's a problem in my life. <laughs> this is the Dragon Ball podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I have forgotten. Uh, my, it's my turn for my brain to be broken. Mm. I've, I've uh, Rick Astley. Rick Astley. So what he said, he's, he called into one of the morning shows that we have, one of the insufferable morning shows with like Duncan Garner and Mark Richardson, people who you don't know the names of, and if you're a New Zealander, you probably have heard of them, but you shouldn't because they're just 
just trash humans. Mm-hmm. And not in like a cool way, like raccoons. Just like slime people. Do you mm. know what I mean? On the bottom of your boot kind of thing. I don't think they're even like... Duncan interest- Garner once I- filed a story where his version of gumshoe journalism was that he did synthetic cannabis once and then just filmed himself doing it. And it was his intrepid reporting for TV3. <laughs> I'm not joking. He called it his investigative report. He did juicy imagine, puff once. Imagine being paid to just like vibe <laughs> and then talk about it. God, I wish that were me. This, this is something that I didn't realize when I was younger, but as soon as I kind of became really aware of- out here like making money off just talking about drugs that they've done. Either I became aware Unbelievable. Of, of, of the way that media narrative works, which is true, or almost every person who's paid to be a commentator in this country has like swung wildly to the hard right because all of them, like Heather Duplessis Allen just coming out and being, calling like- Pacific countries like shithole places and stuff full of shit people and things just openly and then like not apologizing mm. or like uh, Sean Plunkett and his harassment of some poor she woman was always like that though. you know she, yeah she never swung to the far right she started off there yeah or like <laughs> yeah the South African funny yeah. the white South Africans mm, like that crazy shocker. And uh, Duncan Garner, Mark Richardson, all these people who just occasionally come out with stuff and be like, you know, the real popul- uh, the real problem is uh, overpopulation. Nobody's talking about that <laughs> with climate change. And you're like, I'm sorry. Yeah. And this is these are the people they who make are the- like a weird allusion yeah. to like eugenics or something. And they're chummy people on morning shows as well. This yeah. is not like, you know, right wing news talk ZB, like, welcome to the Mike Hosking <laughs> where I get to tell you all about how I really don't want to have to smell the pores as I drive through South Auckland. You know, Parasite 2019. <laughs> it's not like that. These people are just, I don't know. They're not interesting enough to be called trash, I don't and think. They're, they're just like... like the blandest kind of false friendly face that you could, that, that you would think of. Like, they're, you know, the generic local radio host, TV person, whatever. But then occasionally they'll just say some dumb shit. All right, all Even right. Even you've got right. like, um, didn't Patrick Gower say that like, Bernie is just like Trump or something? Yes. Oh, what the nobody fuck knows? is up with that? Patty, you're a disappointment. <sighs> Get just, your head out of your ass. I thought you were better than that. Weak and, and ignorant. Every time a new... Jack Team does this too. Every time a New Zealand reporter goes to America, they do not do any actual reporting. They don't talk to any people. They don't go out anywhere. And this actually annoys me. They just me. go on holiday they, and they talk about shit that they saw They go to the press pools and talk to Washington Post and New York Times reporters and then just come back and be like, did you know that, new York, uh, that North Korea is the biggest threat to the world and you're like what yeah just like oh crazy how iran has 10 nukes now and you're like you can't file a report just like going yeah. to the the press pool and like you know on the biden like campaign outsourcing to other journalists journalists Who also have like don't a separate anywhere. pool of knowledge to regular people and chris hedges talked about this as well that he filed the single best reports and all of the war reporting that he did and uh, that he died. <laughs> That he did. That he did all right. That he did in the nineties in in the Gulf War and also in Gaza and all that sort of stuff. Just because he spoke one, he spoke Arabic, and two, he just walked out around towns and like mm. would disappear for at a time. And they all just spent their time in hotels listening to the Secretary of Defense mm-hmm. just tell them what they should write for the newspapers. Mm-hmm. And he was actually going out there. Like that was the only reason why he had really good reporting was that's all he did. He just went and talked to people. He, just, he was like, Yeah, I was out with the Bedouin people in the desert for like two months and then I like got some good stories about like the atrocities. He's like, he was like, I would go out into the street in the Gaza Strip and like count the bodies after Israel had blown up, you know, a children's school or something like that. And then he would file the report and it would be directly contradictory to the numbers released by the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, right? But he was actually out there counting this stuff so mm-hmm. he could stand by it and be like, no, 
you're lying. Mm-hmm. But someone like Petra Gow will just go out and like, did you see the one where he's just harassing Bernie Sanders? No. He just goes outside his house and Bernie Sanders is coming from a, a walk on the way home to his house. His wife is standing in the doorway and she's like, hey, you know, welcome back, all that sort of stuff. And Petty Gow just like runs up to him and he's like, uh, 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 Bernie Sanders, uh, Senator Sanders, have you, uh, have you heard of, um, uh, Jacinda Ardern? Do you know who she is? You've, you've given some positive comments to New Zealand. Do you like New Zealanders? How do you feel about Jacinda Ardern? Uh, uh, this is very serious. And then he's just like, yeah, good. Okay. Okay. I'm not, I'm not talking about, you can talk to me in the press pool tomorrow. Okay. And then. So that's just... where the grudge came from. <laughs> and now then... I know why he has such a negative view on it. And Jane Sanders is just annoyed being like someone's on the phone questions. for you. Yeah. It's the single most embarrassing thing, like, bit of news reporting I've mm. ever seen, and it was from Paddy Gar. He sucks so much. Mm. I think he lives in this area as well. If I ever see him walking past, just I will just go up to him and be like, how do you feel about Jacinda Ardern? <laughs> Senator Sanders. Senator Sanders. <laughs> Please do. Uh, oh, this is a Dragon Ball podcast. <laughs> this is a Dragon Ball podcast. Rick Astley <laughs> called into a morning show, and he said he really loves Crowded House, because, of course, they're so embarrassing they have to ask like what do you think of New Zealand and New Zealanders inferiority country oh I forgot that how we got to this point it was from my hammock story (laughs) with Deep House Shiloh House Crowded House yeah so it gets Crowded House and Rick Astley people who's not gonna know who Crowded House is the joke's gonna be so lost on them he says I like Crowded House and then he goes actually you know they have some lyrics that can be interpreted a lot of different ways but I really like Don't Dream It's Over I have it inscribed on the inside of my wedding ring Mm -hmm. because it was it's such a nice lyric to him I didn't know that he was English it was surprising to hear his voice he's English I thought he was American uh, no, no. Um, unless he just has the most whacked out accent ever. Maybe he's just a posh boy. <laughs> and it's also kind of hard to hear on the, the radio of the thing. No, it was, it was not like an RP accent. Uh. You know, it's just a standard Southern English one, I think. I don't know, it was kind of hard to hear over the, the phone. Mm. Anyway, that's what he said. <laughs> that was what that story was leading to. He likes well, the lyrics of Crowded there. House. That was the, uh, the most winding path. The other thing I wanted to, to say was I wanted to make... From Crowded House to Crowded House. I wanted to make the Dutch <laughs> idea in Japanese. Hamaku <laughs> hamatta. What? Uh. <laughs> like my hammock has become... Hammocks are really popular with me. Or I'm really, I'm really into hammocks right now. But it's also a pun because they sound similar. And it's also a pun because... It can also mean, like, falling deeply into something. Okay. Like, I fell into my hammock. Okay. That was all I wanted to do. Cool. That was all I wanted. This is a Dragon Ball podcast. This is a Dragon Ball podcast. Tangents and sidetracks. <laughs> we got tangents and sidetracks. You've heard of Goku? We can go to Dollywood. <laughs> so, men at work, and there is a... Sh- they I like and- the, the, the conceptual Dolly Parton accent, because I also don't know what she sounds like anymore yeah i've forgotten so okay. we're both going on like a mental image which may be completely inaccurate to the real <laughs> dolly, dolly Parton, and maybe i should look up what she sounds like so i can do it try and attempt an actual impression dolly the clone pardon dolly the clone Just a whole lot of sheep doing country music that was a good that was a good one they're that you know playing good. on the number eight wire like the doom 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 i hear that if you uh if you put enough sheep at a typewriter eventually you get a dolly Parton song <laughs> no you just get a script for country calendar <laughs> <laughs> outdoors with jeff outdoors with jeff with jeff <laughs> <laughs> these Real are new zealand ex- niche jokes uh very new zealand jokes mm. uh very nice apologies to all of our, our filthy foreign listeners uh, apologies to all our gaijin summers <laughs> So, can you tell us about The Rock? 
Well, his first name's Tell Dwayne. Tell us about Roshi, the, the Moses of our time. Kamisenin. Yeah. Um, as quick oh, as jeez, what did we fucking get up to? The Rock. You know, I know that we got up to The Rock, but there was like, what happens before that? They just go through training and stuff. Yeah, they do training. Um, they go down to the lake. They're going to do some That's lake after, things. isn't it? No, they go to the lake and there's the rock at the lake. Oh, yes. Okay. Because they're going to go do some, like, some more training. This is all in one day. They've gone from like the milk run. They've done all, like this, helping out in the fields. They've done construction. They've done all sorts of shit. They've just, they've done their high intensity interval training. They've done their fucking TRX. They've done their cardio. They've done their circuits. They've just had a good old time. They're getting buff. They're, they're doing getting it, shredded. Doing they're doing Zumba. They're doing CrossFit. They're, they're doing, doing, yeah, they're CrossFitting it the fuck up. Um, and they go down to the lake and the They're wearing two, that Lululemon. Yeah, they're, they're wearing Lululemon's new line of monk clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it. It's extremely fashionable. All of the upper middle class women are into it for their day to day life when they're not working This out. is what I was going to say. I know that, I mean, people, you can tell when somebody has got rich within their own lifetime rather than that they grew up in a wealthy family because they won't wear like one Gucci item. They'll wear like full Gucci. And the thing about Gucci is you never go full Gucci. Maybe you'd wear the sunglasses or maybe you have a Gucci purse. You don't wear a Gucci jacket and sandals mm. and like, it's disgusting looking. Mm. Nothing looks worse than wearing like, not the mass produced, but like the really famous but not bespoke fashionable clothing like haute couture that's not actually properly you mm-hmm. know and wearing like a whole lot of one brand label fashion yeah. just it's just disgusting it's, you've got a lot of money and you don't know what to do with it it is disgusting and we can really just like rep on Korean and Goku and, and just the whole team later on for their fashion choices because the, the matching monk outfits are <laughs> just really tired um, but anyway they've got a little bit more training to do and Roshi's like alright hop in the lake lads and they're like you know we've done so much fitness can you teach us some moves? And he's like, moves? <laughs> Give us the moves. Spits on the ground. He's a- Spits in their face. Yeah. Mo- you Could want me him- to teach you moves? <laughs> Could you don't know deserve this? the moves. You know nothing of moves. You know nothing of moves. You know nothing. You are not ready. You, you cannot, cannot handle my strongest moves. You can handle my moves, traveler. <laughs> Mountain Hermit, I'm going into battle, and I need your strongest moves. My strongest moves are going to be let alone a man. Uh, uh, you can move a rock with my moves. Yeah. Um, so he, he points at a big boulder, and he's like, well, when you've trained enough to be able to move this sick boulder, then you can learn the moves. Forget about the boulder. <laughs> Um, and so they demand to see him move the boulder and he powers up and just shoves it a wee bit, like a half meter across the ground. Mm. And they're like, wow, wow, he moved a really big rock. Good job, Turtle Boy. Um, Goku being Goku does the same thing. Yeah, Goku's like, fuck it, I'm ready for moves now. Uh, and he powers up and he just shoves it down the road, basically, because he's, you know, he, he works hard, he plays hard, he lives hard, he's just, that's just his lifestyle. Kids are calling him Wi-Fi. Work hard, yes, play hard, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does that. That is Goku. Um... And I, last time in Dragon 21 Monks Tree. Oh, I like that. Um, last. <laughs> my name Goku. <laughs> <laughs> my name Goku. You're so Goku. Um, 
Yeah, last time in Dragon Predictions, I predicted that Goku would surpass Roshi in some way and he and Jealousy would try to hold him back. It's not exactly what happens, but uh, what does happen is he sees Goku do a bigger rock push mm. than uh, than he managed and he just sort of uh, lies. He's like, ha, that boulder, that's my mistake, anyone can move that boulder. I meant this boulder and he points to like half of a cliff mm. uh, just a very very large boulder just and a tall glass just of water just a tall glass of rock mm. right, tall glass of boulder yeah it's, it's some real it's just it's like one of those 70s jello you know meat desserts jelly meat sort of you know things uh, in a pan but uh yeah exactly but like very that. tall that's, you know it's just, just a like tall, that but a lincoln stovepipe top hat a, it's a it's a tall aspect of imagine a that they made a jelly mold chicken dish but in lincoln stovepipe hat that's that's what this is it's a big rock it's a big rock it's a big it's rock. a large it's rock a really it's a large rock it's a, in, in terms we really of like size categories i would say the rock is large um and yeah goku gives it a go and tries to push it and, and he can't and he can't it doesn't go anywhere and then they say and so they you know they're 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 like oh, wow wow roshi uh wow can can you show us? Can you push it? Can you show us? If you're really impressive, can you show us? And he, there's a panel of him just like looking at it, and then he's like, anyway, let's not get distracted. <laughs> uh, training, swim ten laps of this lake, please. And they get nude and jump in the he lake. He just goes mochi, which yeah. means like, of course, it's short for mochi don. But yeah, and yeah. then they they get in, and there's a shark in a freshwater lake. Yep. Well, it might be. It a might mutant. not. It might not be a, a, a lake. They yeah, are on an island next to the ocean, so it could be like some kind of like lagoon, a lagoon, a lagoon, a lagoon. Could be a lagoon. <laughs> what do you call it? A what bay of the, beans. Could be a, what we in the a business lagoon. like to call a lagoon. <laughs> a creature of the Black Killers music video. What bones? The Black Killers? No, the Black Killers. The Killers, but they're black. <laughs> A bit black. <laughs> could this be something I could pitch to the record company? Mm. It's like Die Hard, but in an office building. <laughs> Are you implying the killers are black? Well, you know what? Hey, Brandon, man, I don't know. I've Brandon Flowers is Mormon, Brandon right? Brandon Flowers without a skin on. Actually, I have. You in have that music in video. Music video. Um, oh, well, he's Mormon, right? And they have some very interesting ideas about black people. I didn't know that. And Native Americans. Interesting. Interesting ideas. Interesting. You can hear the verbal quotation marks. Interesting. Interesting. But, uh, anyway, let's, uh, a dose of Goku penis for the, the episode. I thought we were going to get away without seeing it. They come out dripping, soaking wet, mm-hmm. like Dolly Parton after a show, and, or uh, lunch's arsenal. And I thought <laughs> they were going... I thought I thought it was just gonna. I, I didn't see it at first. The first time I read the chapter, I was like, "Oh, we got away without seeing Goku, even though he's naked." You know, it's an angle where you can't see Goku penis. Um, we certainly can't see in, He's doubled over. Um, he's Goku has his hands on. They're his both knees. just exhausted. But you do. You realize that unfortunately, you can accidentally. It's like an optical illusion, and once you've seen Goku penis in the panel, you can't unsee it. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. Uh, it's just there. We almost evaded it. Yeah. And the thing is, this is just, they, they, then he whacks a beehive and he's like, ah, ha, ha, I'll cheat. And then he rope ties them to the tree and then they're just trying to evade them and just get stung a lot. You know, yeah. the, the angry bees. bees. This is just sore bees. bees. This is torture porn. Yeah. Really. There's no training in this. 
He's just, they have especially to dodge the, bee the bees. Ah, yes. When you face your great opponent, the bee. <laughs> There's a bee man from The Simpsons. No, it's just a smaller face. It's the, yeah. the actual most powerful being <laughs> you know, in the Dragon Ball universe. Yeah, Tenkaichi Budokai. There's like, you know, monk guy. There's like a, a kickboxer. But then the final one at the top of like the Tekken <laughs> story mode is just a swarm of bees. Bees? Um, we have only got to the end of chapter two here. And this is just at the point where they ask, like, are we done? Is this the training? Is this it? Is this going to be like this every yep. day? And Roshi's like, oh, no, this is a warm-up. You're going to do the same thing every day, but you're going to wear this, like, 20-kilo turtle shell on your back. This is why it's the turtle! turtle it's a hell of a town! Yeah, it's, they, it's turtle time, bitches. They do, they do uh, the, mm. you know, <laughs> Kame Senden training regime. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, chapter 32, uh, the the training adventure continues, but Mm. not for long. But not for very long. Goku moves, he's like, they're like, come outside, Doshi. And then Goku's like, check out this, my man. I got the sweet breakdancing moves, I can do the windmill. You're skipping over a whole extra montage of them doing the same things, but with turtle shells looking like little turtle boys. Okay, but I really didn't care for that. Yeah, there was nothing that actually happened. It no. was just them going about. It's like it skips ahead like three months at this point. Yeah, we're ahead in time now. Just to clarify, they've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Goku moves the building-sized rock that come outside, and he goes, "Look at this, Roshi. I can push it." And he does. Mm-hmm. He does. He moves the rock. And then Roshi is so shocked that we see his eyes through his black glasses. We really have to move on mm-hmm. before I actually lose my mind. Yep. So Getting close. He says, I have nothing more to teach you. And listen. Well, hey, Kurita moves the rock too. Yeah, okay. Let's he be he fair. puts a good effort in. He does. And also, like, we kind of see their friendship a little bit. It's, like, kind of yeah, cute. It is. I thought, considering, like, everyone in this manga is a horrible person, that it would be more, like, obnoxious and competitive. But they actually seem to, you know, just get along pretty well. I told you that. Yeah, you did. I did. I didn't believe you. So, yeah. This is the thing as well where he goes, I have nothing or I have nothing more that I can teach you. Oh, my. Is the fact that, listen. Yeah. You can be super strong and not know how to throw a punch. You can be tall like me and just whack your head on every doorframe and you would be defeated by an inanimate object. Very amusing. I saw you almost get knocked out by a light at the Maccas once. Really? I did not notice that. I think you you actually hit your head on it. That was very funny. It was like a mm. vaguely low-hanging lamp. Mm. We love that. Mm. We love uh, living in Japan and all the buildings are slightly too small for a human. Uh, so if you are a tall person and my feet are above the largest size and shoes as well, you just you have a good time. You really, It's really easy and fun to just live around there and constantly whack yourself. <laughs> Just a year full of that. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Tangents and (laughs) sidetracks. So they have a bit of a hoedown. He gives them uh, a 40 kilo shell. Yeah. um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Instead of teaching them moves, by the time they can move the rock, he's like, yeah, well, you know, like the training is actually just this. Have a heavier shell. Yeah. They do the training Um, again. And then at the end, he goes, oh, soro, soro, jikanda. It's time for the ending. It's time for us to go. See you. See you later. They pull the shells off and they can mega jump. Yeah. That's a real thing. It's been like, what, five months total? Eight months all up. 
eight months. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they've just been, like, training with, like, heavy-ass turtle shells in the back. Um, they get to the end of it, and they are enrolled for this tournament. Before they get there. Before they get <laughs> They get a makeover. They I get... was, I'm not up to that yet. I'm just... I'm up to the point where they take off their turtle shells. Yeah. Yeah. I just I I was just mentioning that they okay. they have made it in yeah. fact to being like entered in the the competition that yeah. they wanted to get to they mm-hmm. did it they're worthy they can move a big rock mm. um and they take off their heavy ass turtle shells to reveal that they have been resistance trained for the last eight months and I want to know yes. like what happened like how did they get around without taking them off ever at any point because they just they barely noticed I suppose yeah I guess they just got super used to it but they can jump like real fucking high oh yeah Girl, she's like have a have a have a jump lads breaking children's bones no they just jump high yeah um and they just like launch into the air um uh, permanent scoliosis mm, they're like, I can't even feel the weight of my own body anymore and they which uh, if you get now, suicidal enough also that they're now strong they're a la strong and big not big just strong just strong they're still small i mean they're small he's not a but large nephew but he's a strong in nephew australia goku is twice as big and twice as himbo yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and then they they get on the the, the you know roshi's got his car now right mm-hmm. uh, are they back at the kame island no uh, well he moved the house yeah so they don't go back to the island. Yeah. Um, but they get on a plane and they wear little fancy boy suits. Yeah, they, they come out. Well, before he says, let's get in the car and, and lunch is there, is they, uh, he, he oh, gets, yeah. um, does she come with them? No. No. Okay. Um, She's just like presumably been like hanging out on this island in this house, switching from death lunch to regular <laughs> lunch back and forth. So he leaves her to terrorize and rob the entire island of these poor villagers. Yeah, unattended. Yeah. Well, maybe Death Lunch is just, like, chill with having a holiday. <laughs> yeah, she deserves it. She's on an island because the police would catch up to her otherwise. Mm. But she... They, they, they have these mob suits with fedoras. Yeah. And it's like... I was like, this is kind of cute, but also really funny. <laughs> yeah. It's... These zoot suits, these really like baggy. Yeah, they're like forties giant shoulder pad. They are wide boys, (laughs) wide nephews. The widest nephews. So my nephews are incredibly wide. (laughs) Um, Their pants legs are very wide. Um, There's like a panel as well where I think Goku's looking at Kurita and he's like, "Ah, you look real funny." He's like, "Have you seen yourself? Look Mm. in the mirror, boy." Um, they hop in a car, they hop on a plane. They're riding dirty. They're riding dirty. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, he's, uh, Roshi gets in the car. He puts the on Thomas the Tank about. Engine featuring Biggie Smalls. And, uh, yes, that's the soundtrack. Of yeah, while they're driving through. And then they get on the plane and Goku's looking out the window and he goes, ah, look, it's, you can see everything. He's like, whoa, it's shit, dude, you can, this thing is, uh, it can fly. Yeah. It's not as fast as my club, but like, what is it? It flies? Yeah. Yeah. And then, Kuru like, this guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah, you're so, well, he says, you're such a, a country hack mm. to him and then Roshi <sighs> well you know what the thing is this actually fits the mafia guy thing because he like he grabs a flight attendant's ass and he's like oh fine tush yeah that's, so we are like after you know the like, hey. couple of chapters and several months worth of them just being like wholesome on an island yeah. we are violently and brutally reminded that Kamehameha is a massive creep yep um, uh, just come on here, over here. Give me a handful. Like, uh, grabbing yeah. flight attendant ass. Yeah. Um, she's just trying to do her job. What the fuck, dude? Keep your hands to yourself. Yeah, give me ass over here. Stop being racist, please, for like five minutes. Leave the Italians alone. The Italians deserve it. And it's never racist against Italians. Okay. 
<laughs> Martin, if you think that Simon is racist, so this Italians. is how I've already been called out. This is how it works. Schrodinger's yeah. white people. That's real quantum mechanics. Why does Schrodinger have so many things? <laughs> Why was he such a problematic fellow? Schrodinger's hoarding problem. If you know the pro- if you know the answer, please write in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so they they uh, they taxi the tra- taxi driver has a cigarette. They go in. This actually, I think that Tor- Toriyama's just writing in his experience from Okinawa, probably, or maybe it's Bali, because he really is like ah. I'm getting here, and the guy, the taxi driver, reminds me of the guy who drove us around Okinawa. Mm. And then we just get a two-page spread. That's the final one. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. There's a man. 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 Would you like to know who the man is? I want to know who the man is. There's a guy who is just, how would you describe it? Caricature-ish. There's a man in the crowd who looks like he was drawn, he looks like he was drawn for Mad Magazine. (laughs) He looks like it's definitely a picture of a, a, a real person. Or a caricature of something that someone is supposed to look like somehow, yeah. um, which kind of threw me off when I saw it. But I didn't really yeah. want. I I didn't have the background knowledge to investigate. Yeah, and Doshi, his suitcase has the word Bali on it. Does it? Yeah, it does in that one. So I will tell you who this guy is. This guy is a real person. His name is Wayan Budiasa, and he's a uh, in the manga. He's a you know spectator who's attending the World Martial Arts Tournament. The Budokai Tenkaichi, but he's an actual person that uh, Toriyama Akira met while on vacation in Bali with his wife. That's in Indonesia. And uh, according to the wiki, uh, as a token of his appreciation to Buryasa showing them around the island, Toriyama drew a caricature of him and made an appearance in the anime. So he appears in that chapter, he appears also later in another chapter. And there's a little thing in Shonen jump when this appeared they give these manga authors give little side strips where they write little things and Toriyama wrote under his one um the movie witness my trip to Bali the lifestyle of simple people for some reason all of these move me to tears okay witness what a strange man is a 1985 movie starring Harrison Ford <laughs> as John Book a cop assigned to protect an Amish child who witnessed a murder he also mentions Toriyama says that it is his number one favorite movie in the Dragon Ball Adventure special guidebook Released in November 1987. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. Tony lore, we love it. It's such a beautiful, beautiful existence. What the f- <laughs> His favorite movie is a, a movie is where, Har- where Harrison Ford, Ford plays an a cop pretending an Amish kid. And that's Tony favorite movie. <laughs> Uh, I don't understand anything about this guy. I mean, like, this sounds, like, so absolutely right that I... Yeah, okay. Okay, we have to get into dragon predictions. Do we? If you don't have any predictions, that's fine. I don't know what I can predict because everything that I would say is going to happen just seems, like, either incredibly obvious or I have to be, like, off the wall and funny, in which case it's probably not going to happen. Mm. Obviously, they enter a tournament, mm-hmm. and I assume that they fight a bunch of people. Okay, what happens? Um, a variety of colorful characters of various different designs will fight them using and different races. styles. Oh boy! <laughs> well, that's gonna be fun. I know. I assume that Goku just sort of beats the shit out of everyone. Really, maybe they'll have like a few people and a few moments where it's like will he win after all Mm. and then everyone's gonna be like oh shit why is this child so strong who is he and then people will like start to take notice and then there'll be drama Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh and they want to get him they want to get him for his strength they want to get him they're gonna get him they're gonna get him him. yeah and i think maybe it's free goku state maybe 
Kuririn also enters and then drops out like one behind Goku or something. Like he's he's always just like put one step behind. Yeah, Kuririn, like, this, this whole point, manga just gets owned. Yeah, he is at this point like stronger than Roshi because he could move the big rock as well. So he's like yeah. stronger than anyone has any right to be. But like Goku is just like always one step ahead of him because he's the protagonist. He has to be the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think he wins? I don't know if he wins. Maybe he gets sabotaged or something. Okay. Yeah. Like a, a real Karate Kid kind of. Yeah, I think it's just going to be Karate Kid. Okay, this is going to be Ralph Macchio. Yeah. Alrighty. We've got this. Uh, cool. Miyagi hate fighting. Yeah. I think... I mean, this is, has been Karate Kid so far. And it has It's just has been like also- three chapters of fucking wax on, wax off. That's true. I mean, this has... Karate Kid came out after this, so yeah. I think so. Anyway, so hmm, I mean, you know, this lore. is this, Karate Kid is actually based off Dragon Ball. This has been Karate Kid, I don't and this know has if you been know. Gohan or Go Home. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We don't have any plugs because you can listen to the other episodes wherein we say that. But uh, we've plugged all my stuff so many times. We have. It doesn't matter. Let's not do it again. Uh, but thank you very much for listening. Kakiti ano, and a very good evening.